What's up, family? Welcome back to the H2S2 show, our City Talk segment. Now, if you're just joining us for the first time, this is your first time listening. City Talk is a segment where we have open discussion about topical issues that affect coaches, student-athletes, parents, and it's coming from a variety of resources. Some of them are local media newspapers, some of them are national papers, magazines. We like to share practical tips and advice on how our student-athletes can become better recruits to maximize their opportunities to play at the college level. Now, one of those papers is the USA Today. They have a writer by the name of Kyle Winters. He's a recruiting coordinator with Next College Student Athlete. That's NCSA. They're one of the nation's largest recruiting networks out here. And he writes about something very interesting that I found that most teenagers are doing nowadays. And it's video gaming. Everybody did it. I mean, you've heard Shining Stars on the Shining Star segment talk about how they like to play video games in their spare time. Well, now it's becoming something called eSports, the new path to an athletic scholarship. And Kyle Winters has a great article on it. Now, we've all heard it as a kid. Stop playing video games or they're going to fry your brain. Well, in my household, I just gave you the clean version. It was a whole nother language being used, you know what I'm saying? But most kids have heard something like that to, at some point in their life. Now, go outside, get some fresh air, run some bases, play some ball. You're going to ruin your eyesight. Something, you know? But what I just learned from this article is video games can lead to a college scholarship and even a future career. Esports has been gaining popularity around the world for years, and now they're breaking into college athletics. If you're not familiar with this term, I wasn't, and it got broken down to me. It refers to multiplayer video games played competitively, typically by professional gamers. Now, they are fighting games, first-person shooter games, real-time strategy, or multiplayer online battle arena games. And guess what? The first university to do it was right here in Chicago. That's right. Robert Morris University was the first university to make eSports a varsity athletic program. Hats off to them, man. They announced their competitive eSports program back in 2014 and offered to cover up to 50% of tuition and 50% of room and board. Which, if you do the numbers, and I'm no mathematician, but he says it equates to be about $19,000 per student. Now, since 2014, 63 institutions have started varsity esports programs under the governing body of NACE. That's N-A-C-E, National Association of Collegiate Esports, which is ran by NAIA. A collegiate conference. Now, in order for esports programs to fall under the NACE umbrella, they need to be sanctioned by the school's president. Now, to learn more about that, he went to some experts to talk about it. Alan Jaboyz and Phil Wallace, they are working on adding esports to an online recruiting platform called Be Recruited to help connect college coaches with esports athletes. I'm telling you. If you're into gaming, here's your path to the next level. 
Now, what does a typical eSport team look like? I'm glad you asked. You guys asked some great questions on City Talk. The team structure depends in part of the game that the program plays. Right now, there are about seven to eight different games being used at a collegiate level, eSport level. Some colleges will specialize in one game while the other might compete in two or three others. A typical team will have four to seven athletes. Colleges with elite programs like Robert Morris University here in Chicago, they might have an A, B, and C team for a specific game. Each team will usually have a shot call. That's kind of like a team captain on, on you know, other sport levels, whose responsibility is delegating tasks out to everyone else on the team during the game. Athletes usually specialize in only one game. So if you got one game down pat and you know that's your game, that's my thing, then you might want to look into esports athletics. Now, can gamers get athletic scholarships? Another good question. I'm telling y'all, when we get to City Talk, y'all come with it, man. Gamers can qualify for an athletic scholarship. Some schools have more esports fundings than others, but esports becomes more popular and mainstream, more scholarship dollars will become available. So, some colleges do. I just told you, 63 institutions offer esports as a, a collegiate program. How do athletes get recruited to be on an esports team? Man, keep them coming, people. Great question. Great question. Well, Kyle Winter says, there's no one specific way that a college esports coaches find their athletes. In asking your boys, he says that some college coaches will look at message boards, Facebooks, to scout out new talent. The boys also points out that there are high school tournaments. You hear that, people? High school tournaments that college coaches may use to scout new talent. But again, it depends on the coach and the program. Now, there are some online recruiting, I told you, platform that's being formed. Be Recruited is helping streamline the eSport recruiting process, providing a way for coaches to discover talented gamers and give eSport athletes a means to promote their skill to interested coaches. I'm telling you, this is something that every teenager, I'm sure, does. So why not make it worth your while and go to the next level in life? Think about it. Playing games. What is a typical collegiate esports schedule? Another fair question to ask. Good job, good job. Well, esports are played year-round. They do have different seasons, tournaments, and qualifiers, and a massive championship. Here's what a year looks like as he describes it in his article. In the spring, teams spend a lot of time practicing and competing in tournaments. Some tournaments will be at other colleges or universities, and some will be open tournaments where any gamer, collegiate or not, can compete. Then, in the summer, athletes have to spend a lot of time practicing in the summer, and many teams will compete in open tournaments. Now, the boys says that gamers can also compete in tournaments on their own, playing against professionals, and even earning money for play, for placing as well. Now, that's something you can't do in all sports. So I'm venturing to think that the NCAA, as this become more popular, will try to sanction that. Now, late summer, early fall, gamers come back to school, ramp up their practice schedule, and Gaboy says 
explains that uh, the esports team will usually practice at night after classes and other activities. Your voice adds that gamers have to log long practices as they can only complete one or two games in a span of two or three hour practice sessions. Now, late fall and winter, teams are preparing for the final championship tournaments for their game. These are typically huge events that attract thousands of viewers and sponsors. Why are varsity esports teams becoming so popular? And how do they benefit their student athletes? Great question. Video games have always been popular, people. They've been around for over 30 years, man. Remember Atari? Remember Space Invaders? Remember Asteroids? That's how video gamers are, man. That's all it is. But it happens to be a growing industry. And there are people making careers out of this. So why not make it a, a collegiate sport? A fun fact. Here's a fun fact. More people tuned in to watch the largest esports tournament than the Super Bowl. That's right. People are watching esports better than the Super Bowl. And it had to be better than the last one. You see what that was? I mean, I'm telling you, I was more impressed with the Public League Girls Basketball Championship game than I was the Super Bowl. So I can believe this in esports. Now, as you let those facts and all those things sit in, consider how many more students have a pathway to college as esports scholarships grow in popularity. For the millennials now, every kid is told video games may do something to your brain or your eyesight and that you need to go outside. But now they are actually a career path. Take that, parents. Now go out and buy your sons and daughters some more video games so they can get a scholarship to college. Hey, that's our city talk for this week. Stay with us. We got more of the High School Holler Sports Show coming up next. High School Holler.